4: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
1: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and joining me are Jeff and Ken. Jeff, how are you doing today?
4: I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Neil?
1: I'm doing well. Are you uh, enjoying the heat or not enjoying the heat, the very uh, 90 degree heat that we have going on here now?
4: I I think you know that I am very much not enjoying the heat. Um, I don't do well in it. But fortunately, Hamilton came out this weekend on Disney Plus, so I had a good excuse to stay inside.
1: Yes, that is a very good excuse. Uh, and uh, we, we wish you luck on your future sweat gland uh, removal surgery.
4: Uh, wouldn't that make the problem worse
1: yeah yeah you probably yeah you know the science i I just i would probably just sign the paper to get your sweat glands removed but uh, luckily you know the science yeah
4: i don't trust you with my medical records
1: yeah there you go uh i have enough medical ailments but i trust
5: neil with your glands there you
1: go (laughs) and there's ken uh ken who definitely does not trust me with his glands how are you
5: Uh, well you're staying away from my glands and also jeff I'm waiting for that invite to jump in the pool. Uh, so, any any day now. Oh, whenever you want. It's.
4: I actually was out there. I never go in my own pool, but you know you have it. So once in a while you use it. But I was out there for like two hours the other day, and it was it was excellent.
1: So you're the per- person on next door that people keep complaining about going in their own pools.
4: I wouldn't even know <laughs> if anybody was in my pool because I never go in it. Now he's bragging after he doesn't invite me.
1: I uh, yeah exactly. Very nice. It's a battle.
4: I, you you can call me anytime.
1: it's a a battle of the glands going on here um and matt uh, you don't hear his voice he unfortunately is not here today uh he's a big fan of uh, joey chestnut and uh he made the trek over (laughs) to coney island uh to try and see joey chestnut but unfortunately he was uh detained at the entrance because he had a pack of 12 raw hot dogs he wanted joey to sign and they did not let him in so um he'll be making his trip back soon here but we wish him the best of luck and legal advice that we can uh, but we do have two very special guests here today. Uh, we'll start uh, with our guest contestant. Uh, she's coming to us from Pasadena, California. That's Stacy Melquist. How's it going?
0: Uh, very well, thank you. I'm uh, up bright and early this morning. <laughs> yes,
1: you are. Thank you for doing that. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: So um, I'm uh, originally from the Midwest, and I'm a knitter, uh, golfer and enjoying california um just been out here about two years and it's it's a lovely state everything except how much it costs to live here
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't even realize i wore my california shirt today in honor of you so i saw that (laughs) yeah uh, well, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for being a uh, Patreon supporter as well. We appreciate it. You're very welcome. Uh, and you will be partnering with uh, with Jeff today, so I'll let you guys think about a team name. Uh, but we do want to introduce our special guest host today, another Cruiserweight Champion coming to us from Hartford, Connecticut, and that's Brian Harris. How's it going, Brian?
2: I'm good. Doing good out here.
1: And uh, you told me before when we were uh, checking some levels that uh, you've been getting into a little bit of voiceover work.
2: Yeah, just um, around the time this... Uh quarantine started i had just started learning how to do voiceover work so it's something that it's definitely kept me busy um and something that i at least had to focus on every week other than just cleaning up after myself <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit else uh, about yourself
2: uh, i'm a i'm a dad i'm a trivia host here in hartford at a local brewery i'm also a bartender and a restaurant manager at the same brewery um and i kind of just I've always just liked trivia, and it's kind of by happenstance I became a host. It's just a necessity for it, so I just just, uh, put both feet in and just jumped in the pool.
1: That's awesome. About three Uh, years now. And so as the trivia host and the bartender and the bar manager, if someone wants a drink, you can deny them if they're being mean at trivia. Then it's what it sounds like.
2: Organism is make him answer like a hard question. He did nothing.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us and for being a Patreon supporter. We're excited for your game today. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so while we figure out uh, team names, let's throw it over to uh, the rules guy. Hey, uh,
5: Neil. But before you throw it over, it's been a long time since we heard from an old friend. So how about we throw it over to alternate rules guy?
1: Oh, yes. You're right. All right, let's do that.
6: Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the
2: crop.
5: I am the queen. Uh, I, I do I do miss Gilbert. I,
1: I wonder how he's doing in <laughs> quarantine. Uh, I know he's doing a lot of voiceover work, and I'm sure he talks to himself in his different voices. I don't know. What do you think, Ken?
5: Yeah, that's, that probably sounds about right. I, I hear he's making a killing on Cameo. So,
1: um, uh, so Stacey, Jeff, uh, any ideas on the team name?
4: All right, Stacey, I don't know how you feel about a team name, but um, you're from California, and I woke up like three hours ago, but I'm still kind of in a haze. So how do you feel <laughs> about California Dreaming?
0: Why not? Sounds good to me.
1: Um Ken, I was just thinking since Matt is uh stalking Joy Chestnut, maybe like Matt Dickety Dog. All right. Sounds good. Awesome. Cool. So Matt Diggity Dog versus California Dreamin'. Uh Brian.
5: Ironically, that was his nickname before the hot dog incident. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but Brian, yeah, take the keys. It's all yours.
2: All right. So um like I gotta tell you guys a little earlier. This is a little pop culture heavy, so bear with it. Round one, question one. Go testify on the corner. Who was the first and only rapper to win a Grammy, an Oscar, and an Emmy?
1: All right, we're going to lock in.
0: I'm going through my my list of rappers. It's probably the one area
4: of music that I'm not as as familiar with. Um, I can't think of Eminem having won a Tony, though, but I think he won an Oscar for 8 Mile. I don't I don't think there was any
5: mention of a Tony in the question. Just oh, no. For fairness. no
2: it's uh it's Grammy, Oscar and
4: Emmy.
0: Yeah, okay. I suppose he could he could have won an, an Emmy for some sort of guest spot or Yeah. I
4: don't know. I'm, I've got nothing better. So if you feel comfortable with that, I'm gonna lock that in. Let's let's lock that in.
1: So I'm going to throw it to Ken for the the final answer, but I, I was listening to Brian's question and he said uh, rapper. So I knew it wasn't three, six mafia who uh, won for hustle and flow. And I don't think it was Eminem, uh, but I believe it's someone who wrote uh, a track for a really great documentary you should see called 13th by Ava DuVernay. Um, and I'm going to throw it to Ken because I think Ken has seen him fight John Wick before.
5: <laughs> yes, I did. I did see him fight uh john wick specifically in john wick 2 i believe and that is uh common
2: and your answer is the there are all three songs are go testify in the corner from common
1: yep chicago right. guy so i figured i don't know if that was chicago. on purpose or not but
2: <laughs> it, it was it was done a little on purpose because he's from chicago all right question two whose house <laughs> On the show *Golden Girls*, the majority of the show's scenes take place in their beautiful Miami home. Which one of our Golden Girls actually owned the house?
5: Neil, on this one, I don't, I can't distinguish between the four girls. I, I know their names, so just, uh, just pick one at okay. random, unless you have an inkling, and uh, we'll lock in with that.
0: Well, I know it's played by Rue McClanahan. I know, um, I think it's Blanche.
4: Is that one of the Golden Girls? Okay. Yeah, no, that was was her character, Blanche. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And, uh, yeah, I don't even know if this is her name on the Golden Girls now that I think about it. Uh, B. Arthur played Maud, so I just put Maud, which I don't think is correct.
2: And uh, B. Arthur played Dorothy, Hmm. but the house belonged to Blanche from her deceased husband. Nice.
1: Wow, nice.
2: Thanks,
5: Stacey. Good pull. (laughs) Blanche, not just a way to prepare vegetables
2: <laughs> or roux, preparing food. Yeah. Question not just number.
5: Sauce. <laughs> yeah, right. Not, not <laughs> a road in France. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had breakfast yet.
2: Question number three. This is my uh, my triviality shout out right here. Question number three. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. That's a uh, bone That's salt. That's really right. good. In 2003, Macho Man Randy Savage made a three-minute rap song dissing Hulk Hogan. What is the name of the song which shares its name with his album?
1: Ken, uh, I definitely know this one because I forced myself to listen to all of it from beginning to end. Uh, so, all right, go for it.
4: Yeah, I had a feeling they would be. How's your, how's your Macho Man uh, Hulk Hogan shade knowledge, Stacy?
0: It's very poor. <laughs> <laughs> As I was gonna say I I did slightly watch them when I was growing up in the '80s, but man, I 2003 Macho Man I don't know a, a single thing about.
4: <laughs> I don't I don't know it.
0: I say better you than me. I don't know it either. I'm I'm fine with tapping on this one.
4: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Uh, well, this is definitely a phrase that uh, Ken has told me. He tells Jeff all the time. Um, <laughs> But I will say it is kind of ironic because of our team name is uh, Matt Diggity Dog. I know it opens with uh, hot, diggity, uh, hot Diggity Damn Hulk. I'm glad you set it off. But I believe it's Be A Man.
2: And it is Be A Man. It is an epic rap track. If you ever want to listen to it, it's up there with Hamilton.
1: <laughs> well, you can't beat Ken's the... He's
2: definitely not getting in my pool now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I want Ken to to roll up with uh, what Macho Man is wearing on the uh, album cover. I think it's like black tank top with like chains or something. It's really pretty funny.
5: I mean, that wouldn't be that different, right?
1: I guess from your normal attire, yeah.
2: Right, right. Question four. You've come a long way, Opie. What popular video game franchise shares its name with the first full-length film directed by Ron Howard?
5: All right, so after a little bit of uh, back and forth, uh, me and Neil are able to lock in here.
4: It's Stacey, the oldest Ron Howard movie I can think of, and I don't know what would have come before it if anything is Splash.
5: I was going to say that's
0: earlier than what I was thinking. I was thinking Willow, I think he okay. directed that, but that's much later than, than Splash.
4: Yeah, that's that's the as far back as I can go as far as Ron Howard movies. Everything else I can think of is much newer. But I was listening to a show the other day; they were talking about uh, something with Splash. So that one just happened to be top of mind. So we're gonna
5: lock in Splash. Yeah, it was the thing you were hearing about Splash about the extended hair to uh, cover up the butt that looked really weird on Disney Plus.
4: Yeah, but, probably. Uh,
5: yeah uh we were kind of going through ron howard movies uh neil said i think his first movie was called grand theft auto could that be it and i said that is a video game series obviously so we're going grand theft auto
2: all right and from 1977 grand theft auto Oh, nice. It was very much like a like a Cannonball Run type movie. Okay, where he was with uh, you know some rich guy's daughter, and they like drove around the country, something like that.
1: There are so many movies like that during that. There's Cannonball Run. It's a Mad 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 World and um, Rat Race. All those movies.
2: All right. Question five: The Tale of Two Tanners. There are two sitcoms, one from the eighties and one from the nineties. Both of these sitcoms are centered around a family with the last name Tanner. For ten points, you must name both.
4: Stacy, I know this one.
2: Oh, good.
4: (laughs) I just remembered (laughs) the other one. Yeah, so we can lock in.
5: Sounds good
0: to me.
1: They're locked in. So the first one you were saying, the easy one, is Full House, right? Yeah. Um, Could it be Step by Step? I don't know what their names were. I mean, that was a TGIF show.
5: Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be Step by Step. It's something like that. Okay. So it doesn't jump out to me as much.
1: That one always seems to me like that's like the obscure one that people always forget uh, with Patrick Duffy. Um, so maybe that's possible. Do you want to go with those two? All right.
4: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I don't say this very often, um, but thank you, Matt, because I'm pretty sure that these are Matt's two favorite shows. Uh, one is Full House, and the other one that I only know because of him is Elf. So we're going to lock
2: in with Full House and Elf. And you're correct, Full House and Alf. Full House from the nineties, Alf from the eighties.
1: Hey, nice job. Matt uh showing up here, even though he's not here uh physically. Um after five the spirit of Matt. <laughs> the spirit of Matt in jail. Uh let's see. This so is got, what
5: I'm gonna name my biplane.
1: The spirit of Matt in jail. <laughs> <laughs> as it crosses the Atlantic. Um so yeah, team uh California Dreaming with twenty points and team Matt Diggity Dog with thirty. So very close.
2: All right, question six in the first round. Marty, we got to go back. Back in 1985, Christopher Lloyd played the iconic Doc Brown in Back to the Future. He also played a professor in the same year in what movie? Which, by the way, is one of my favorite movies of all time. But that doesn't help.
1: Okay, you want to lock him with that?
2: For it
5: to be somebody's favorite movie, too, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: All right,
4: we're locked in. If they say something that's not his favorite movie, this could be real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think he plays Professor Plum in Clue.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be right around the right time. Yeah, 85 or 86. Definitely. Sweet. We'll lock it with Clue.
1: That is definitely
4: Professor.
5: Yeah, he's right. But uh, we went with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
2: Ooh, that is a good one. And it is a good movie. But Christopher Lloyd made two movies in 1985. They were Back to the Future, and he played Professor Plum in Clue. Oh, it's such a good Way movie. Way to go,
1: Jeff. <laughs> well, I can thank
2: Neil
4: for that because he always kept telling me that Clue was so good. And I was like, oh, I have to finally watch this movie. So, oh,
2: so good. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. Question number seven. They see me rolling. In 1902, Teddy Roosevelt was the first president to publicly ride in an automobile down the streets of what new england capital city
1: if only he was he was playing that track it'd be great all right neil and i have
5: settled on an answer so we're locked in
0: well i was just starting to kind of name some uh capital cities in new england and the two that i came up with so far boston and augusta and it wouldn't surprise me if it's boston i mean that seems like it's
4: one of the larger cities in uh new england so Stacey, I'm inclined to agree with you. I feel like Boston feels right. I can't imagine many other really popular, populous cities in New England at the time. Um I know he's from New York, but neither New York City. Well, that wouldn't be the capital anyways, but that doesn't feel right as an answer to me. So I like Boston.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm happy going with
4: Boston. Okay. Boston it is.
1: Ken and I uh, threw out some East Coast cities. Uh, we were debating whether he was a New Yorker or not, or if it mattered, uh, as Ken said, which I agreed with, and we both kind of settled on on Boston. That's what we think of when we hear New England.
2: All right. Um, unfortunately, I didn't give you any good clues for this, except that it is a city where I currently reside in and live in, born and in Hartford, Connecticut. Wow. There's a yeah. There's a plaque uh, on Trumbull Street that just it gives you a whole description of like the type of car it was.
1: What kind of car was it? Do you know?
2: I don't remember, but I, I'm assuming it was just a Model T. Yeah. Question number eight: Black knights matter. Sir William Conrad Reeves, a lawyer from the Barbados, would go on to become the Attorney General and eventually the Chief Justice of the Barbados. Although done posthumously. He would also go on to be the first black man to be knighted by what ruler in 1889?
1: Normally at Trivia, there's questions that we often get wrong, and a lot of them have to do with monarchs or things like that, but Ken usually has a handle on presidents, and we've been trying to learn about monarchs, which I think this is in that realm. I'm
4: feeling pretty good about this one, Stacy. Oh, good. This so was uh, Queen
5: Victoria the second? She was like later on right like around that time
1: i think so um i think she was
5: empowered during world war one so that would make yeah that, that that should be good i think
1: yeah and that makes sense with the story too because if he's knighted be the queen of
5: and we're just England. assuming it's english but uh yeah let's let's go with that okay queen victoria ii
4: okay so um i feel pretty good about this stacy i feel like um barbados is an english commonwealth or was and I know Victoria reigned from like the early 18, like probably like the 1830s, 1840s, all the way until her death. And I know she was in the 20th century, I think, so like 1900, 1901. So it's got to be her reign. So I feel pretty good about Queen Victoria.
2: All right. I have a decision to make here because I have Queen Victoria, but it's Queen Victoria the first. I yeah, that.
4: I don't believe there was a Victoria the second. Uh, I, I, didn't, I
2: didn't know if there was a second or not, and I'm pretty sure
4: there wasn't. No, there's only one. You yeah. got overzealous. Yeah, you might have no. been thinking about Elizabeth, because Elizabeth 1 was fifth. Elizabeth is the second. And Elizabeth again. 2 is the second currently, yeah.
5: Uh, I was thinking about Victoria, but it's up to yeah, it's up to the host. Yeah, up to you, Queen
2: Queen Victoria's all around. Points all around. All right. Thank see you. see Stacey, <laughs> see, see how bad we
1: are with monarchs? We're we're giving people seconds when they don't have it.
2: Question number nine. Back to your pop culture, and I'll form the head. The cartoon and toy Voltron, Defender of the Universe from the 80s, now rebooted into a Netflix series. Voltron's body is made up of five robotic lions. What two color lions make up the arms?
5: Okay, we are going to lock in here pretty much a guess, but uh, educated guess maybe.
0: All righty. Well, Jeff, I'm trying to remember back. My brother actually had the toy.
4: <laughs> oh, nice.
0: <laughs> Way back in the, in the day. And I'm trying to remember for the life of me which ones made the arms. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just go with red and blue. And I hope I'm remem- I'm hoping that somehow my first two instincts are correct
4: here. Okay. I'll trust you on it. Red and blue sounds okay. good. All right. So we're kind of
5: guessing uh, that uh, red and blue comprise the chest and head. So uh, for the arms, that leaves green and yellow as our guess.
2: All right. Um, yes, the right answer was said. His arms were red and green. The, the pilots uh. were Lance and uh, Pidge. And there was Hunk and I think the princess. And Keith formed the body. He was the Black Lion. Uh, and your final question in the round? I did it all by myself. In 1899, the outlaw Thomas Blackjack Ketchum, only man tried, convicted, and hanged for felonious assault as he alone Attempted to rob what?
1: Felonious Assault is a pretty cool band name. Um, I love these turn of the century questions I too. Was, by the way,
4: I was seeing it as like a uh, like a late jazz fusion
2: act.
1: Yeah,
3: Thelonious Assault.
2: <laughs> <Thelonious> Assault.
4: <laughs> okay, we are gonna lock in over here. Yeah, I've got no idea on this, unfortunately. Sorry.
0: That's that's quite all right. I mean. I mean, for humor alone, I feel like we should just we should just log in with a Liberty Bell because I have no idea. I I think that uh, it's better than uh, better than anything else I can kind of come
5: up with at this point.
4: Okay, we can go with the Liberty Bell.
1: Yeah. So we we had a discussion. Ken was thinking possibly casino, which would be probably uh, obviously a big mistake uh, because of their security. Um, And then I just threw out um, sort of what always is in Western lore, which is either a a train or a stagecoach. Um, because, um, they always show it in movies, but maybe it didn't really happen that often. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we went with, uh, with stagecoach. All right. And
2: 19, excuse me, 1899, Blackjack Ketchum went to try alone to rob a train. Um, the story is that him and his brother had robbed the train previously, like maybe a year before, uh, his brother. Got arrested for something else, so he was gonna go out and rob this train by himself because he thought he could do it. Got shot up his horse, and then he got hanged for it.
3: Wow,
5: that'll that'll redact the uh, points we got uh, for uh, Victoria. <laughs> so yeah, now right. it's all even.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, and speaking of even, uh, the the scores are forty to forty going into the swing round. Uh, so Brian, what do you got in store for us today?
2: All right, your swing round is called Athletic Actors. I am going to name a movie that features a professional athlete. This athlete has also been inducted into a Hall of Fame of one of the big four sports. You have to name the Hall of Famer in the movie. So I'll give you the year in the movie. You just have to name the Hall of Famer. All right. From 1998, there's something about Mary. From 2002, analyze that. From 1997, Double team. From 84, Conan the Destroyer. From 94, Dumb and Dumber. From 1980, another one of my favorites, Airplane. From 87, The Running Man. From 84, Chattanooga Choo Choo. From 81, Cannonball Run. And from 1988, there are two Hall of Famers in the Naked Gun. Bonus two points for the second one.
1: All right, we are going to take a look at these questions and be right back with our answers.
6: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances.
3: Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry
1: or scream or anything like that, she was...
0: Or call the police. Or call the police, (laughs) like she should have,
1: exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him
3: unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you.
1: All of the answers are locked in. So before we throw it right back to Brian to get those questions once more, feel free to join Brian and Stacy over at The Crop, uh, where you can interact with other listeners, uh, see when episodes are posted, hear about new Patreon subscribers. If you're a Patreon uh, supporter and you want to see us give you a shout out uh, or just hang out. So we'd love to, to see you over there. So make sure to join our Facebook group, The Crop, or uh, Instagram and Twitter at Triviality Pod. Uh, so Brian, let's get those uh, questions again. We'll give our answers.
2: All right, so uh, the athletic actors. I'm going to name a movie. You tell me the actor that's in it. 1998. There's something about Mary.
5: Okay, I want to get us started off here at Matt Diggity Dog. Uh, I remember Brett Favre being kind of the uh, Keanu Reeves of uh, There's Something About Mary. Isn't that <laughs> right, Neil?
1: I think that, I think you're right there. Yep.
2: And we also had Brett Favre. Yep. Yeah, inducted in 2016. I have Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Favre in, in New England we say Brett Favre. Brett, Favre. Brett uh, Favre. number 2. 2002 analyze that.
1: Uh this one I had no idea uh, whatsoever. Um I I know analyze this. Uh I'm not as familiar. I think I only saw analyze that once like in the theaters, but Take a complete guess here. Uh Robert De Niro is a huge uh New Yorker, uh fan of New York things. And I guess at that time, probably the biggest New Yorker is probably Derek Jeter. So that's what we went
0: And we went with uh Wayne Gretzky.
5: Isn't uh Robert De Niro is a pretty big fan, isn't he, Neil? Uh <laughs> well
1: he is the fan. Yeah, I was, yeah Brian <laughs> Exactly. He's
2: Bobby, is... Bobby! Bobby!
1: I'm going to kidnap uh, your kid, Bobby. To
2: the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in 2014, Joe
0: Torrey. Oh. Oh. Oh, was a
1: Yankee, I guess. (laughs) We were kind of close. was a Yankee.
2: Yeah. Nice. All right. Number three, 1997,
5: double team. Yeah, I think uh, both me and Neil right away knew this one was uh, one of Dennis Rodman's two outings. One of them is in Simon Says, I believe, right? Yep. And then the other one was double team. So Dennis Rodman.
0: Yeah, we didn't have much of an idea, and I we were just kind of uh, tossing back and forth uh, different players, so we
2: put down Dion Sanders here. And playing the character of yes 2011 inductee to the Basketball Hall of Fame, Dennis Rodman, the worm. Yes. Uh, 19, 1984, Conan the Destroyer.
1: Yeah, I believe this one, uh, they needed someone... Uh, much bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think there's a famous picture, actually. Jeff, maybe Jeff is the one who talks to me about it all the time, but Arnold is, when he's super jacked as Conan, is being held up by uh, someone else I can't remember, and then this person looking very puny compared to them, and I believe it's Wilt Chamberlain.
0: Yeah, again, uh, we we didn't quite know, but we figured it might be a football player given the uh, the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger, so we put down uh, Mean Joe Green.
2: All right, playing Bombada. Um, it was Wilt Chamberlain All right from nineteen ninety four Dumb and Dumber.
5: All right, so Neil told me this was a hockey player and I said uh who did he who did they play? And he said the bully in the uh the diner. I said, Well, if you're if it's that era and you're looking for a hockey player to uh start a fight with, it might be Bob Probert, but it's purely a guess.
0: And we originally did have a hockey player down, but at the last minute, I thought that somehow uh, *Dumb and Dumber* also had Troy Aikman in it, so we went with Troy Aikman.
2: All right, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in two thousand five. It was played played the character Seabass Cam Neely from nineteen eighty *Airplane*.
1: Yeah, this one uh, is uh, someone near and dear to our heart with our Game of Death episodes. Uh, He has the great retort where he uh, tells the little kid his dad's full of it, uh, saying that he doesn't uh, play for 60 minutes straight. Uh, We went with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: And we also went
0: with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
2: Roger Murdoch. He was inducted in 1995. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. From 1987, The Running Man.
5: Neil said, I don't know. I said, wasn't it one of those gladiator guys? And he said, oh, yeah, Jim Brown. So Jim Brown is our answer.
0: That sounds like a great answer. We we really had no clue. I don't think either of us have seen the movie. So we went, uh, just uh, thinking about the 85 Bears, we went with uh, Walter Payton.
2: All right. He was inducted into the Football Hall of Fame in 71. He played fireball. It was Jim Brown.
1: Yeah, luckily, Ken jogged my memory there because I, I forgot about him. He's like the... The guy who had won so many tournaments and is like living a home life now, but he comes back special to beat Arnold. Um, and I believe he has the best hair in the entire movie. He's got the two silver streaks, if I remember. Those
2: silver streaks? Yeah. <laughs> I like the Richard Dawson line. Arnold does a, I'll be back, only in a rerun. <laughs> All right, number eight from 84 Chattanooga Choo Choo.
1: I I didn't even know this was a movie, to be honest. Uh, Jeff and I were laughing about it because I I know it's a a Glenn Miller song. Um, So I have no idea. Uh, We didn't put anything. So Chattanooga, I think that's in Tennessee. So um, I don't even think he was born yet, but I'm just going to say Peyton Manning.
0: And we we just kind of uh, threw a dart at the wall on this one because, again, we were also not aware that this was a movie. um, And uh, we came up with uh,
2: Yogi Berra, all right. Inducted into the Football Hall of Fame as a quarterback in 1985, it was Joe Namath. He did a lot of movies in the uh, in the early 80s. Even when he was still playing, he did a couple of movies. And it was just because he was like a pretty face, you know? Broadway Joe, right? <laughs> That's why he's Broadway Joe.
0: Yeah, I still uh, remember seeing pictures of him with that, that fur coat. The
2: coat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> From 1981, Cannonball
5: Run. Well, for all the reasons you just uh, discussed, we guess this was Joe Namath, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're uh, you're not too far off, although um, he's uh, he's a little bit, uh, I think, a little bit older, and he's uh, he's definitely still all over uh, the airwaves. Because I'm pretty sure this is Terry Bradshaw.
2: He is a little bit older and a little bit bolder. Inducted in 89 is Terry Bradshaw. And your last one from 1988, The Naked Gun. And there are two, there's one main one and there's one more for two points. So any two.
1: The first one is the the famous one. You got OJ playing uh, Leslie Nielsen's partner. Uh, the second one, all I'm going to say is I know it's a baseball player. It's at the end. He like points the gun at the queen. And he's like, I, I have to kill the queen or something like that. I could not, picture his face. I just know it's a baseball player, uh, but we couldn't get it. So yeah, we locked in with OJ.
0: And we also didn't try for the bonus uh, and just locked in with OJ. All
2: right. OJ is correct. He played Norberg. And the baseball player who his only lines in the movie, I'm pretty sure, were I must kill the queen, 1993 MLB Hall of Famer, Reggie Jackson.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. He had the big glass. October. After the swing round, it looks like uh, Team California Dreamin picked up 20 points and Team Matt Diggity Dog picked up 30, bringing our scores to 60 for California Dreamin and 70 for Matt Diggity Dog. So still very close. All
2: right. On around round two. question one. Drinks on me. What is the name for a wine steward who is well-trained and knowledgeable wine professional that specializes in all aspects of wine service and food pairing? Oh, for a bonus two points. What is the name for a beer steward who does everything under the same label and also is an expert in beer service and food pairing?
5: Yep, we are locked in. I don't think we have the bonus, but uh, we're gonna lock in with the uh, the first answer.
4: Stacy, does this uh, does this sound like a sommelier to you?
0: Yep, that's exactly what I wrote down. I thought we could log in until that second bonus came in. I have no idea on the bonus. I'm
4: going to say brewmaster. There we go. A brewmaster. A sommelier and a brewmaster.
5: And uh, we also said sommelier and brewmaster.
2: And your answers are sommelier. And the bonus is a cicerone, which literally just translates to everything a sommelier is just with beer. Number two. Yukon Gold. In what year did the University of Connecticut make history when both men and women Huskies won their NCAA basketball championships? Being from Connecticut, everybody here knows the year.
5: You'll just lock in with whatever you want here because um, this is not my category.
0: So, Jeff, do you have a, uh, a particular year you're thinking of?
4: No, unfortunately, sports are my real weak point. I know that the UConn Huskies women's team is so dominant that we could pick any year and they're probably going to have won it but um, i don't know about the men's team
0: i think for whatever reason 2015 kind of called called my name okay
4: um i'm happy to go with that because uh, i'm always deferring to someone else on these kinds of questions anyways
0: <laughs> okay let's uh go with 2015 then locking in
1: I had the same train of thought as Stacey. I knew it was recent um, just because I remember it being a big deal on social media. And so I was kind of thinking it had to have been in the last 10 years. Um, and for no other reason than uh, actually for no other reason, really. I just went 2013 just for the hell of it.
2: All right. You guys would be surprised how long ago it was. It was 2004. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and Omeka uh, Okafor and, like, Diana Taurasi, all of them are still playing quite a while ago. I didn't realize it's been 16 years.
1: Oh, that was Diana wow. Taurasi's team?
2: Fun, yeah. Fun oh, okay. fact, if you add up the second and third most women's NBA championships, like Tennessee and Butler, it's the same amount that UConn has total, like, for women. They are so dominant, it's insane. All right. Number three, fantasy football. What video game was the first to have a contract with both the NFL and the Players Association and was given permission to use the players' names?
1: It's funny when you think about it. Going back to those old games, they don't have names a lot of the times, or they're just fake <laughs> names. And then there's all those famous basketball games where there's there's it's clearly Jordan, but it's not Jordan. Ken and I discussed some newer games, some older games, and we kind of felt it was an older game, so we locked in with an answer
4: um i'm trying to think of old football games i know like tecmo bowl super tecmo bowl i don't know if those had names in them
0: i think they did because it's like really poor graphics right and and because i remember i i have tecmo bowl down as well okay i
4: think early so yeah if you want to go tecmo bowl i'm good with that let's do that sweet tecmo bowl it is
1: so at first i messaged ken nfl 2k because i remember i don't know if that was the one on dreamcast that had the little window with the plays and i remember players being named that but then he said i think it was a side scroller and i should have remembered uh tecmo super bowl because colleen's brother every holiday runs a family tournament that uh i'm subjected to Uh, the first year i really (laughs) practiced hard when i was trying to impress her family and then ever since i've just not really cared um so, yeah, we locked in with Tecmo Super Bowl.
2: All right. And the first game was Tecmo Bowl. Mm. Tecmo Super Bowl was the second one to come out. But Tecmo Bowl was the first to have the actual players' names. Oof. I Actually, uh, I've I said in my trivia before, and everybody puts Madden. And it reminded me, I listened to your, your retro video game episode. I knew you guys were just talking about Tecmo Bowl. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that.
1: Yeah, that's, that was Colleen's brother, the uh, retro sports gamer. He's the one who's obsessed with it. He has a channel on YouTube, and all he does is play, well, most of the time, Tecmo Super Bowl. All
2: right. Question four for my Game of Thrones fans. From the window to the wall, the story of Bran the Broken. <laughs> Within two, how many total castles occupy the wall in Game of Thrones? This number is also the amount of languages Masandi speaks.
5: Man, that's just a guess for me, but uh, I'm in, I guess.
2: Um, So I know in the
4: show and in the book, there's like three main castles. Castle Black, Eastwatch by the Sea, and the Shadow Tower. I know there's more than that, though. I don't know. It's really tough because I could be anywhere between like 15 and 50. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to remember...
0: Um, I'm willing to go with, with you. I would say it's probably a pretty low number, given that we're given within two. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to go 20? That sounds that
4: sounds like a good number to me. Okay. Let's go 20, because I think 50 just, is just way too high. So I'm, I'll err on the side of caution.
5: All right. And we'll do uh, lucky number 13.
2: All right. So within two, there are 19 castles on the wall. And Masandi speaks 19 okay. languages. <laughs>
0: Way to go, Jeff, on that California Dreaming gets
2: points. <laughs> Just Desserts. Created at Anthony's Restaurant in New Orleans, what dessert made with a spongy cake, flavored ice cream, and covered in meringue was named for an 1867 land acquisition by the U.S.?
5: Here comes Neil. <laughs> I
2: was
5: going to say, he's the... Noah, know it, right? He's the I know smoothie. it,
1: yeah
0: okay i think it's probably baked alaska jeff
2: oh yep that makes sense
1: Yep, uh we we also said uh baked alaska
2: and you are correct acquired by the u.s in 1867 was alaska's baked alaskan
1: every time i hear new orleans now i just i really have a craving for coffee and a beignet and it just pains me that i can't have some
2: you want to do a score check
1: after five in the second round, uh, team California Dreamin' has 80, and team Matt Diggity Dog with 90.
2: Question number six. For the last time, it's not Bob Marley. What founder of Rastafarian religion was the last emperor of Ethiopia with his reign ending in 1975?
5: Oh, man, we had this one a while back. We had to take some like bad guesses on it, and I still can't remember. All right, we're 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 just going to lock
4: in with the first name, I guess, then. Yeah, I'm sorry about this one, Stacey. It's really bugging me because I've definitely heard this name before.
0: And I've not heard it at all. So On I... this show.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, usually I'm pretty good at callbacks because I do listen to the show a few times back before we publish, but I don't... Yeah, well, if it's not Bob Marley, maybe it's Rob <laughs> Marley, so... <laughs> go rob marley
1: <laughs> as ken said uh we had a question either similar to this or in a, in the same realm and uh i know we got it wrong last time but ken and i were talking back and forth uh, and i believe i had the first name i just could not come up with the last name um but uh ken what did we go with
5: uh first name leonard and then let's let's give him a last name and say redmond
1: <laughs> sounds
2: good all right and The founder of rasafari religion last emperor of ethiopia is Hale selassie
1: Oh, I was way off then.
2: That's
4: so right. That's right.
1: Yep.
2: Who was I thinking oh. of? All right. Number seven, exotic eats. Banned for import to the U.S. What fruit from the Sapindaceae soapberry family is found in West African and Jamaican breakfasts, usually accompanied with cod or saltfish?
5: All right, Neil, I have a guess here um, just based on one thing in the question. So.
1: I'm I'm good with that.
5: I have no idea otherwise.
0: I the only thing I was thinking of is something that's like very stinky. So I was thinking, isn't it? Is it called durian, which is like this huge?
4: Yeah, fruit. the durian fruit. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like a really smelly one, I think.
0: <laughs> that's the best I can think of right now. So
4: okay, that's better than I'm gonna get. We'll go durian. Okay, so last week
5: I happened to buy something called. Uh, golden berries from Trader Joe's and uh, I guess they're also called Cape gooseberries but uh, it was the first time I tried them and I found that uh, they did have quite like a slippery sort of film on the outside so when he said soapberry that really kind of triggered something so I'm gonna say gooseberry as the answer
2: well this fruit is uh found in Jamaica and in uh, from West Africa and it goes with uh saltfish. It's called Aki. Saltfish and Aki. There's a in, in Hartford, there's a very large Jamaican population. It's about twenty-five percent Jamaican. Um, so like stuff like this is just very common. People will smuggle it over here. And it's a fruit. It's very uh kind of like a mango. It's got a but it's very buttery. Um it's not very strong taste, but it is good. But it's the only reason why it's banned from import is because if you have it before it's matured, it's toxic. So, like, you know, if it hasn't matured yet, it can, like, lead to having, like, some complications.
5: Sometimes I'm very impatient, so I'd probably end up poisoning myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want to eat it now. Question number eight, party in the back. Making references to Van Damme, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Joey Buttafuoco in their 1994 song, Mullethead, what group that transitioned from punk to rock to hip-hop is credited with coining the word mullet.
1: I know this one, Ken, I believe. Let me tell tell me if you think this is right. Oh yeah. Or no shoot, now autocrack's got me all screwed up. Yes. <laughs> we are we are locked in over here. Who who
5: is that bad man? <laughs> That's the
1: that's the cheap knockoff uh yeah. <laughs> the
0: guy from Detroit that's very uh pro flag, I can't remember his name.
4: So uh <laughs> yeah. Kid Rock.
0: Kid Rock is all I can think of. That's probably a little too early for him, but
4: as soon as you said Kid Rock, I thought of Ad Rock, who's in the Beastie Boys, and that might fit. Do you want to go the Beastie Boys?
2: Sure, why not? Let's okay.
4: Do <laughs> Let's do that. We'll go Beastie
2: Boys and Matt Diggity Dog.
4: Yep, Neil uh,
5: and I both texted each other uh, Beastie Boys at the same time, except when Neil texted, it said <laughs> Beastie Bots. So we're saying the
2: uh, Beastie Boys. <laughs> That's a great cover name. Um, yeah, from the 1994 song, the Beastie Boys. I um, I had the privilege of seeing them in concert. I may or may or not have skipped school one day, but it was an awesome concert. It was way before Ed Rock died. And then they started doing the whole Tibet thing after that.
1: That must have been great.
2: Question number nine. I do this in all my trivia. I do a whole round of them. It's called aAAA which stands for all acceptable answers are always alliterations. So your answer is going to be an alliteration. I'm not only a client, I'm also the president, was a catchphrase of the owner and founder of Hair Club for Men, a series of infomercials that ran throughout the 80s advertising hair restoration. What was the name of the hair owner's alliterative name? Hair Club owner's alliterative name.
5: I have no idea,
1: Neil. I I don't either. I have a joke answer, but I I know the commercials really well. We used to watch them all the time. But
4: have any idea, Jeff? No, sorry, Stacey. This is not. Um, <laughs> I, this is not one I know. I'm. Uh, I I kind of I can maybe kind of remember the commercials, but this isn't this isn't one I'm gonna think is gettable for me. What about you?
0: I uh, I wish I wish I if I wish I paid more attention. <laughs> these commercials. I think I kind of skipped over them when whenever they were on. You didn't, you didn't have natural. any
4: concerns uh, with yourself <laughs> or anyone <laughs> in your family having male no. pattern baldness?
0: <laughs> Not at all.
4: Uh, uh, how about uh, something funny like, uh, so my dad is bald, but he's got like a little bit around the, the sides, you know, the George Costanza kind of thing. Um, kind of looks like a horseshoe. You want to go like horseshoe hairy
2: or something stupid like that? <laughs>
0: Sounds sounds good to me. You might as well put a joke
2: answer in there. Yep. There's an alliteration. It
0: is an alliteration. At least we got one
1: half of us. one the ask. Yeah, Ken and I did not know it. Uh, we knew the commercials, uh, but we just decided uh, Arn Anderson has an alliterative name and he's a wrestler, oh. a wrestler, but I doubt he was part of Hair Club for Men. So that's what we locked in with.
2: He should have been, though. Right, and your answer is Cy Sperling.
1: Cy Sperling.
2: He's not only a client also the president yeah that name definitely rings a bell your final question women in wine get better with age who is the oldest female singer to have a song hit number one on the billboard believe it or not she was 52 years young and had held on to the number one spot for four weeks
1: we're gonna lock in over here
2: i was gonna say stacy
4: i've got an idea based on the, the uh clue
0: uh, what what are you think What are you thinking?
4: Uh, believe by uh, Cher, is what that I'm thinking. Sounds,
0: that sounds very uh, very good. I was I was starting to go by believe it or not. And I'm like oh, I'm starting to sing like theme songs to television shows. <laughs> <kids, like. laughs>
4: no, because believe think. was uh, was like '98, I think. Yeah, because Neil yep. was talking about it on an episode not too long ago. So.
0: Yep, and that great auto tune. Or, I don't All know right. if it was auto-tune or what What, what was doing the uh, the vibrations, <laughs> but I think it's auto-tune.
5: <laughs> okay, well, let's, well, let's Jeff, lock and share. Jeff, if I could turn back time, I would uh, have had coffee before recording the podcast. But uh, <laughs> we're going with share as well.
2: And Believe is the name of the 1990 song, 1999
1: song by share. Well, going into the final round, uh, scores are... Team California Dreamin' with 100 and Team Matt Diggity Dog with 110. So, what are those categories, Brian?
2: Your categories are The Starman, The Demon, The Cat, The Spaceman, and Kiss.
1: All the wagers are locked in. Brian, feel free to give us those questions.
2: The Starman. STARS is a fictional group of law enforcement and the main protagonists in the Resident Evil universe. What does the acronym STARS stand for? The Demon. In what Philip Pullman book and TV series do humans have demons? Entities that take the form of an animal and are physical representations of the person's soul. If the human dies, the demon dies. And demon is spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. The Cat. What is the only species of big cat in the animal kingdom that cannot retract its claws? The Spaceman. On May 30, 2020, SpaceX had its first test of a two-man crew aboard the Falcon 9 rocket. Elon Musk named the second robotic ship O-C-I-S-L-Y that serves as a landing platform for the SpaceX rockets. What does OCISLY stand for? He named in honor of sci-fi writer Ian M. Banks. Again, that's O-C-I-S-L-Y. And The Kiss. During the 88 and 89 NBA Finals, Before the start of each game, the captains from both teams would greet each other at half court and kiss on the cheek. Who were these two captains?
1: All right. We're going to take a little bit of time, go over these questions, and we'll be right back with our answers.
3: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
1: You can spend less time
3: staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and
1: reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch.
3: So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you
1: get your podcasts. All of the answers are locked in. And right before we throw it back to Brian for those questions one more time, just wanted to give a huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, including Brian and Stacy, for helping our show continue to grow uh, and be produced and, and do all the great things that we're doing with bonus episodes and extra content. So we appreciate their support here and everyone else who's listening who is a Patreon supporter. If you'd like to join them, you could go to patreon.com trivialitypodcast and uh, get access to extra bonus audio content as well as great things like stickers, uh, character boxes put together by our hosts, posters, and much, much more. So if you'd like to join them, once again, that's patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. All right, Brian, let's see how we did.
2: All right. The Starman. STARS is a fictional group of law enforcement and the main protagonists in the Resident Evil Universe. What does the acronym STARS stand for?
5: Yeah, for uh, us at uh, Matt Diggity Dog, this is a pure guess. We just said strategic, strategic, tactical alien response system which spells out stars, but uh, I don't know where alien came from because Resident Evil's usually zombies so that's what we had
4: Alright, and we wagered uh, 10 points on this one Stacy and I didn't have a good answer but we figured stars had to stand for whenever your cable company screws you over and they want to make amends so they throw that in as part of your new package <laughs> And we wagered 20
2: all right, and your answer is special tactic and rescue squad or service, either or. All right, The Demon. What Philip Pullman book and TV series, Do Humans Have Demons, entities that take the form of an animal and are physical reputations of the person's soul? If the human dies, the demon dies.
5: Yes, uh, we, uh, me and Jeff, I mean, uh, we're just talking about this the other day in explicit detail, including the spelling. So I'm guessing we're both going to get this, but we wagered 20 and I said, uh, his
4: dark materials. All right. I'll take this one again for us, Stacy. Yep. Ken, we were definitely talking about this the other day. Um, the, the spelling of Damon, cause we kept joking about how to pronounce it, uh, phonetically in the show, uh, is part of the golden compass series. We think or his dark materials series is the HBO one. I know golden compass was, I think the first book. So yeah, his dark materials.
2: And your wagers.
4: We said 10 on that one.
2: Yeah, I'll accept either his dark materials or golden compass. All right, number three, the cat. What is the only species of big cat in the animal kingdom that cannot retract its claws?
5: Yeah, this is pretty much a straight-up guess for us. Another 20 on the line, but we said the cheetah.
4: Do you want to take this one for us, Stacey.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, we were, we were uh, going through big cat uh, names, and we kind of stopped on the cheetah as well for 10 points.
2: And you are both correct. It's a cheetah. It's uh, Because it gets up to such speeds, it's, it always needs to have traction. So the claws just never retract.
1: I knew it wasn't the jaguar, so that's why we did not go jaguar.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: you'll, you'll hear it when you listen to the recording. I went, well, if it was the jaguar, I'd know because it's Neil's favorite animal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the spaceman. SpaceX had its first two-man crew aboard Falcon 9. What does O-C-I-S-L-Y stand for that serves as the landing platform for the SpaceX rockets?
1: Once again, we went uh, 20. And uh, we just thought, you know, Elon Musk seems like a huge fan of the film Oscar, uh, which bombed. So we, uh, we said he went with the Oceanic Sly Stallone.
0: <laughs> and Jeff, I'll
2: let you take this
0: one.
4: I believe this is uh, Of Course I Still Love You.
2: Yep. Yeah, and this first... Landing Platform's name was Just Read the Instructions. The second one is Of Course I Still Love You.
4: So it all comes down to the final question.
2: And Kiss. During the 88-89 NBA Finals, before the start of each game, captains from both teams would greet each other at half court and kiss on the cheek. Who were these two captains?
1: Once again, we wager 20. Kind of put it on my shoulders. Um, I always mix up the late 80s basketball. Usually the 80s to me is either Lakers and Celtics. Um, I do know the end of the decade Um, the Pistons won in 89 and for some reason I this could be completely made up in my mind I think they showed a clip of Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas possibly kissing at half court in a b-roll section of the last dance um, when they had their reign so we went Pistons and Lakers
0: okay yeah we we also were thinking about the Pistons and then as a West team, uh, the Lakers. And so we also we also uh said so the Piston Lakers and Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson being the, the two.
2: Yeah, we were looking for the well you said you said the captain's names also. Um so I'll give credit to both teams. It was Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. Uh they were really good friends um before the finals and like their first game in the finals was like really rough. It was like a lot of fouls, like a lot of really hard fouls. So they did it at the beginning of each game to let you know, everybody know that this is a game, but they're still really good friends. I thought that was really cool.
1: This hasn't happened for a very long time, but I believe we are tied after the five final round questions Ooh. at 130 to 130.
2: <laughs> I have a tiebreaker question if you'd like. Let's do it. Yeah. We I anticipate this. this.
1: Yeah, we have to end let's this. Let's
2: end it. <laughs> Jeff.
1: and whatever happens everyone gets a kiss on the cheek whatever happens
2: <laughs> so um we're gonna do prices right rules uh the closest without going over sound good mm-hmm. real yeah. simple question how many strings on a concert heart i think it's a lot
4: um because like i know the way the piano setup is like they have like strings running over other strings so i'm seeing like the big ones and maybe not the small ones i'm thinking it's like maybe like 35 is that is that crazy i don't think that's crazy
0: i okay. i guess the question is do we want to go with 35 or do we want to play it a little bit safe and go a little bit lower just to make sure that we don't go over
4: so i, I think it's actually a lot and i think 35 might <laughs> <Okay>. be safe <laughs> okay if you think 35 is safe
0: i'm, I'm willing to go with the okay.
4: Next one. <laughs> okay sounds good we'll we'll submit yeah. 35
5: all right, and we were considering how many octaves that we thought the the harp covered, uh, assuming twelve notes per per octave. Um, we're gonna say uh, fifty.
2: All right, that was very interesting. This is uh was a really tight game. Came down to this tiebreaker question: How many strings are on a concert harp? And the answer is forty-seven. No way. We're so close California Dreamin' takes the win By being under
5: That's painful
3: that Dude. is painful.
4: Oh wow. Do we still oh, get to
5: roll the that, the wheel? Just for so that oh, wow. I'm putting in the you are wearing a position we'd rather not be in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah.
5: All right, you guys are the cream of the crop. Good job.
2: Unjustifiably. Oh.
1: Oh, great game. <laughs> great game.
4: Thanks, Stacy. Excellent, excellent teammate.
2: <laughs> Good <laughs> well, job, guys. Taken. That was really fun.
1: Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Stacey. Uh, any last words or shout outs you'd like to give out?
0: I guess I'll just, you know, do a, do an traditional plug. I'm in California. I think right now, you know, with, with the, uh, the whole situation and staying at home orders is just kind of keep on wearing your mask. I know it's a little bit, it's a little bit of, of, of a pain but uh you know anything we can do to help our our neighbors is great and i'll give a shout out also to my uh nephew owen who who is a kind of an up-and-coming trivia nerd so we'll see if he uh eventually will uh will uh kind of be able to come onto to the, onto these shows as well
1: awesome well hopefully owen comes on to the dark side pretty soon here uh <laughs> brian uh, ex- uh excellent game uh so much fun um any last words from you and and thank you again for writing this game
2: Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Um, I was glad to be a part of this. Uh, any trivia is always fun to be a part of. Um, I want to kind of piggyback what Stacy said. Definitely, uh, just kind of flatten the curve. Uh, people out there, please just wear your mask, uh, just out of the courtesy, because you never know what somebody else may have. Um, and it's just a it's very, just a, a good courtesy thing to do. Uh, Connecticut's one of these states where we have flattened the curve a lot. Um, and now they're putting in something where people come from out of state and they're going to get screened and all this. But um, The more we do it now, the less we have to do later. Uh, and hopefully this all will be going by the fall. But, yeah, and, um, oh, my kids, to Caden and Jackson, I'm going to make you listen to this probably like three or four times until you're tired of listening to it. So shout out to my kids too. I love you guys.
1: Well, your dad is awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us, both of you, and for being Patreon supporters. Uh, we did just receive word that Matt uh, did not make bail, but he has a lot of hot dogs to keep <laughs> him healthy and hungry and not hungry. Uh, but uh, and thank you again for, for joining us today, Stacey and Brian. And uh, on behalf of Ken, Jeff, Matt, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. I don't
0: know if anyone's ever tried to steal it. I was also going crazy and like thinking like statue of liberty but i i think that that would not
4: be something that you could actually steal but i think that's I uh neil's I think neil's think thing. You're that's that's the national
2: treasure national treasure <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence